Welcome to Amplify, the Revolution Her podcast, dedicated to uplifting, empowering, and amplifying women's voices globally. Our community is a fierce collective of women who are ready to live the lives they always dreamed they would. Together, our strength as a community of inspiring and ambitious women is truly unstoppable. I'm Maria Locker, founder and CEO of Revolution Her. And I'm your co-host, Grace Moores, founding partner of Revolution Her. And today we're talking about finding your inner voice with the one and only Jam Gamble. Now, we are just giddy over here. We're so excited to kick off this conversation. But first, I'm going to tell you a little bit about this amazing woman. Jamila Jam Gamble is one of Toronto's gifted leaders who encourages everyone to slay the mic. As a multi-passionate media personality and speaker, Jam is on a mission to help people build their confidence and amplify their voice. This Brampton raised speaker inspires people of all ages to not only love the sound of their voice and inspire the world with their ideas, but for everyone to also communicate more meaningfully with one another. Her background in special education and her love of sharing people's stories to amplify led her to accidentally pitching her own television show, A Voice for All, on Rogers TV. She's now a regular on The Social in ET Canada. Please help me welcome Jam Gamble. Yay! (laughs) Hello, hello! Hello. Oh, you said a regular. That made my heart happy. <laughs> the appearances have it. Yeah. <laughs> we, we just love seeing you on them. I love it too. So it's been fun. so surreal. Oh my gosh. Well, and it's been so fun to see your journey over the years and you know, we have a lot to get to today. Um, we just have so many questions for you, but before we really dive in, we actually just are in awe of how much you have been doing these days. And we thought we'd start by asking, what would little Jam have thought? Could she ever have imagined you'd be up to this? (laughs) No, I don't think so. I don't even think little Jam was dreaming, to be honest. Um, I think I was just a kid being a kid (laughs) when I was a child. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, Maybe I was like, maybe if if little Jam could see me now, she'd probably be like, yeah, we're not surprised because a lot of the things that I aspire to do as a child, I am doing it now. And like one of my fondest memories, and I don't know if you remember, like those little VTech computers. Oh, yes. Yeah. Remember those? Like (laughs) they have like the science and the math on it. I would take that and put a towel on my head, which I think was me um, at the time, like, again, growing up as a young black girl, like when we talk about beauty standards, long, straight hair is beautiful, right? So mm-hmm. I put a towel on my hair, on my head. So that would be like my nice, long, straight hair. And then I go into our, our, our laundry room and I flip over those black baskets and mm-hmm. I put my VTech computer and I pretend it was like my office and I was working away. So I was an entrepreneur from a really young age. I think I had it in my blood and I wanted to be an actress. So there was clearly a lot of little things that I was doing then that I'm kind of doing now, but I think little Jam would be like, oh, look at us. 
<laughs> yeah, I think she'd be super proud. I think so. Sure. She better be. Yeah. Better be. <laughs> I'm super proud of you. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I'm next. I've just realized I have to ask, ask you a question. I was too busy right. listening to what you were saying. <laughs> Little jam's ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in your bio, we talked about um, how you accidentally got your own TV show. So what is the story behind that? Yes. So um, I'll bring you back a little bit. I wanted to go to school for advertising and that stemmed from watching The Apprentice when The Apprentice was something worthy yeah. of watching. Mm-hmm. And Omarosa was like the first black woman I saw on TV who looked so powerful. She looked powerful. She sounded powerful. She was a woman, a black woman in business. And I had a taste for marketing um, in high school. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go to school for advertising and marketing. And my mom was like gutted. She's like, that's such a cold hearted profession. Like that, that's not you <laughs> go to school for English. Uh, okay. Like, how's that any better? Um, so when I went to, I decided to go to college and change my focus to uh, developmental services. And because I'd already been working in special needs summer camps, I figured, well, I already have the experience. Let me go to school for it. Let me really become like a professional. And when I graduated, a lot of my peers went either back to school for nursing or they went on to work in group homes. And I wanted to educate people about autism awareness. It was something that was really special and important to me. I loved educating people on the misconceptions because I once was that person who was unsure, who was afraid. And then I, mm-hmm. I learned to be better. So I wanted to educate people on how to be better too. And I figured, well, if I want to reach more people, what's the one way to do that? Well, media. So I approached Rogers TV. I did one interview and I didn't like it. Um, because I didn't like the questions they asked me. So I remember I watched back the interview and I was like, okay, like my hair looked great. Makeup looked great. Outfit looked great. Didn't (laughs) like my answers. And that I think was already kind of a sign as my potential as a speaker. Cause it's easy to watch yourself on something go, Oh God, that was a terrible job. I don't want to do that again. I watched it and said, we could do better than that. And so I reapproached Rogers and I was like, okay, I got a different idea now. I want to focus on what we as communities can do to support families who have children with disabilities. And I went online and I completed this form and I thought that I was requesting whose show I wanted to be on. It turns out I was um, pitching a show concept. And, and so this wow. is where baby jam comes in, right? Make it yeah. to the actress, right? And so the producer's like, okay, we want to have a meeting. I'm like, for what? Like the last time I was on, we talked on the phone. We went over things. We made this happen. He's like, no, no, we want to meet in person. I was like, okay, fine. So we're meeting in person. He's talking this big talk. I'm faking it until I make it. I'm like listening to myself. I'm like, what is happening here? Like, what do we, I don't know what's happening, but I'm going with it. And I remember one thing from that conversation. He's like, so like, do you imagine you doing this show with people? or by yourself and I'm like yeah I'm a solo artist like I don't (laughs) like this is not like the view like I just think I'm I'm better by myself and again I'm just talking out of my like backside right I'm like I don't know what's going on here and I went home my mom's like what happened I'm like I think I think I pitched the show I I think and then he followed up with me and he's like okay the people of Rogers likes it they want you to to tape a a pilot episode I had to google what's a pilot episode I don't know what a pilot episode is and they're like oh this is what a pilot episode is so I drafted my pilot episode I got a couple of friends and a mom whose student or whose son I actually was teaching at the time and we recorded this pilot episode and the next thing you know six seasons later (laughs) 
<laughs> that amazing. is awesome. That yeah, is and, awesome. And what's important to highlight about that story is I did not have a background in broadcasting, in journalism, in media. I'm just a person who talked a lot and was good with talking with people and was fine being in front of the camera. That's so awesome. That's it's I I love that. I love how you just go for it and how that comes from, you know, that you can do better. And the fact that you were given an opportunity to share so many stories. I I'm going to jump in with another question because I I just love this whole aspects too. (laughs) Now, did you so six seasons? So how many episodes were in in each season? And what were your favorite episodes? Because you, oh. this, I guess we should um, share with our listeners. So you, the show, the premise of the show was sharing other people's stories. Yeah. So A Voice for All was the only show on Rogers TV that gave a platform to promote and amplify the stories of people with disabilities, um, frontline workers and community organizations. And so I was coming from the angle of you don't have to have a disability or know someone with a disability to care about people with disabilities. You, yeah. you have to be a human Absolutely. and I'm a human. Yeah. And you know, like let's 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 talk. And so a lot of people assumed that I was I was giving a voice and I was like, "No, I'm just amplifying the voices." Meaning like I'm I'm passing the mic and I'm saying, "Hey, we want to hear what you have to say." So six seasons, I think the first two or three seasons might have been anywhere between seven and 10 episodes and we would batch record. So there were times that we did like three interviews in like a day and I was, and this is, this is community television, y'all. There was no budget. (laughs) There was no stylist. There was no teleprompter. I, I sourced out my guests. I dressed myself. I did my makeup. And because I don't like to prepare things in advance, I winged every single episode. So wow. I didn't have any of the questions prepared. I just talked from the heart and no one has ever asked me what my favorite episode was. <sighs> I could think of a couple. I, I think one of them was definitely um, interviewing. Oh my gosh. Um, there was an organization that, that supported families with children with Down syndrome. And that episode just had me, I, I was, I was choking back tears, choking wow. back tears because it was the stories that the parents were sharing. And then again, like, it's not just talking about people with disabilities, it's allowing people with disabilities to talk for themselves. Yeah. And so they were on the show and they were talking about, you know, things people say about them or things people think about them. And I'm just trying to keep my, my composure. So yeah. there was, there was a lot of times I brought on students of mine or kids that I was their camp counselor. Um, so that was really special for me. Um, but having parents come on and talk about you know, like the heartache and that's just people not understanding their children or making assumptions that always were the episodes that really tugged on my heartstrings, but just made me so incredibly proud that I was given this opportunity to showcase stories that we often don't want to hear. Yeah. What's amazing is that, you know, no matter what facet of society you look at, there's opportunities to hand that microphone mm-hmm. over. And, you know, what Grace and I do, we feel you know, we feel so passionate about being able to do that for women like you, for any women who just, you know, share, share that microphone, share your Mm -hmm. story. So, you know, giving that leverage to people. And I love the way you did that on such an important platform. So great to hear that story. One of my proudest things for sure. Oh, I love it. Well, 
we're going to keep trucking along your journey. We're going to talk a little bit about slaying the mic because let's Ooh. just say you are like literally slaying it right now. I your am. coach, you are. <laughs> own it, own it. Um, or like you're coaching other women, you're helping them to not only build their confidence, but trusting their voice. And that is such an important thing right now in today's society. You know, women mm. are still you know, fighting for their rights, fighting for a seat at the table. So we'd love to know what are some of the wins you've discovered since teaching Slay Slay the Mic. And you can share a little bit with our listeners what it's all about. I do want to clarify and say that I coach humans. So Slay the Mic program is for people. It's, you know, as long as you have a mouth and a brain full of ideas and things you want to say, this program is for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I do also want to point out that some of my most, I don't want to use the word challenging, but hardest eggs to crack have been men. Mm. They have been my hardest. They are the ones, again, you know, there's this, this misconception that men are tough and men are all these things. And we know that, and they're unapologetic and they go after things. But for some reason, when they come into the Slay the Mic program, (laughs) there's some things we got to work through, (laughs) you know, it's been very eye-opening. Um, some of the wins, where do I begin? <laughs> where do I honestly begin? Because this community um, and, and outside, in addition to the program, there's been over 800 people who've come through the Save the Mic program. Um, okay, but within wow. this, this very tight community that we have, and it is a family, a lot of people like to throw around on the internet. We have an online community. We're a family. No, Save the Mic is a family. And I, yeah. I want to see someone who's better than us because we show up for one another. But in terms of wins, it's been people who, when we think about speaking, people only think about public speaking, getting on a stage, having a microphone, being able to do a keynote, being able to do a presentation, being able to record a video. Some of the biggest wins are people who have DM me for my program well after the program is done because they mm. still share their wins. And I love that. And it's jam. I had the most difficult conversation with my in-laws you know, my, you know, that person who I've been fighting and I've been biting my tongue. I finally was able to say what I needed to say. Nice. Oh, I went to work and I finally asked for that raise. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did <laughs> ask for that raise. Yeah, you did. So the wins, the wins are everyday things that people Love are it. aspiring to have, you know, to be heard, to be accepted, um, to be given opportunities. And they're not big things. They're really simple things that people find challenging to accomplish. So if I was to pick one particular win, um, it would be leaving out a lot of big goals that people in my community have accomplished. And I'm, I'm proud of all of them because those are things that once upon a time, it was so scary for them. And now they're so unapologetic that I've almost been scared that like, like partners would email me and go, hi, what have you done to my partner? Like you really need to stop whatever you're doing here. <laughs> Enough change. We're good. <laughs> I know enough change. We're over it. Yeah. But it's so good. And I think the 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 thing that really appeals to me is, you know, we're not all we don't all need to be scripted. And so speaking when you talk about speaking from the heart and when you talk about having those conversations, they're in environments where they're not scripted. And so by being able to manage those situations, I guess that's where the confidence part comes in and it all comes together. But it's, um, yeah, I, lo- and I, I, don't like I notes. love it. I don't like notes. Um, if anyone mm-hmm. really knows me, they know how I feel about notes or somebody scripting me or people asking me for my speaking notes in advance. I'm like, yeah, no, it's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
because I speak from the heart and I trust my ability to do so. So that is the foundation of what I teach people in my program to not memorize what you want to say, but trust what you have to say. Yeah. Do you trust your ideas? Do you trust your ability to convey them? And I'm not talking about a hundred percent trusting yourself. And, and the example I use is the other day or two weeks ago, I went to the gas station and this was before the outrageous gas prices we have right now. <laughs> um, but I went to the pump and somebody put in, $5.65 of gas. Wow. And I said to people in my program, I go, this person put $5.65. They trusted that that $5.65 was going to get them to their destination safely. They trusted that they would not be pulled over, that they don't have to call CAA. $5.65 is going to get me where I got to go. It's going to get me home. That's all I need. So when it comes to trusting your voice, we're always wanting to feel a hundred percent ready. It's impossible. Don't try for the hundred. If you're 20, run with the 20, work with the 20. Cause that 20 is going to become 40. That 40 is going to become 60 and so forth. So when I'm teaching people how to really like say what you need to say, does it feel good? Are you excited about it? All right. Then open up your mouth and say it and see how it turns out. Yeah. We're not about memorizing notes over here. That's <laughs> Toastmasters. We don't do that. Come on. I love oh. it. I love it. I really do. It resonates so much with me. I I, I really me love too. that. Um, and the other thing you talk about too is about accepting and rejecting what others have to say. And mm. so how do you know what to accept, <laughs> what to reject? So my best friend is my guts. We yeah. have a lot of conversations with each other. Um, and I have been practicing trusting what I have to say or how I'm going to say it to the people who are the most important to me, AKA my family. So I know my mom's not going to listen to this podcast, so I'm going to say it. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> In case she listens, mom, I love you. Um, but yeah, like she's somebody who I, I, you know, I, I, I take what she has to say to heart and there's times that she could tell me something and I'm like, yeah, no, mm -mm, I don't know. I don't like it. Well, well, I'm not telling. No, no, I don't like it. That's not for me. I appreciate your thoughts and concerns. I truly do. Um, but it's a no for me. This has been a great conversation. You know, let's pick this up again tomorrow. <laughs> so I practice it with her because that is somebody who I respect and I love and I don't want to disappoint and I don't want to upset and all those types of things. So if I could tell my mom, no, I don't want to hear this. Everybody outside. It's not safe, right? <laughs> like if you're telling me, and I, and I get that there's people who come with good intentions, but I don't want it. I rebuke it. My body heard it. It went through my ears. It went down my neck and it transferred down into my diaphragm and my stomach went, we don't like it. We don't want it. Spit it out, take it away. And that's when I know that this is not for me. And I think that's been something um, I've had to master over time because when I was younger, I was somebody who was seeking um, validation from others or somebody else was bigger than me or more important than me or had more experience than me that I took what they had to say for, to heart and, and, and I place value. But now I've reached a point that not everyone has the opportunity to have their words, all their words go through both of my ears and stay in my brain. Yes. You, 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 you have to be someone of, of significance, or you have to be saying something that's really relevant to occupy space in my brain and my gut for rent free. You have to be, if I don't like it, I re I'm, I'm rejecting it. 
And that's just, but you know what, for anyone listening, like for me right now, so many years, so many women being people pleasers and just accepting and doing what's, you know, meant for them. I am so inspired by your words in the sense that, yeah, we do all have that power to do it. The fact that you just said how you do it is incredible. So thank you for sharing. I I will highlight though, that people pleasing is is, like people pleasing is a thing, right? It but is. listening to people and, and doing as people say or taking people's advice, it hits different being a woman of color, mm-hmm. right? Because we understand that there's there's opportunities that are not accessible to us. And there are people who we think have the best of intentions for us. And they might give us some advice and we think it's the best advice or we think we have to do what they, they say in order for us to get ahead. And then I made a conscious decision years ago that society doesn't always have my best interests at heart. And so yeah. I need to do what's right for me. And it, if everyone's saying going, you know, everyone's saying go left, I'm like, mm, but why can't I go right? Like, let me, let me see what happens if I go right. And so far it hasn't failed me because look at me now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's been a common theme actually with a lot of our guests is that gut is trusting that gut. So yeah. um a hundred percent and, and the communication piece. So I want to talk about that a little bit because sure you know, it's a cornerstone of what you teach and you just explain, you know, you can communicate to your mom. Yeah. Thanks. But I'm, I'm good. That's a hard thing to do. Very um, so hard. I'd love, right. Well, and we all I'm go through that with someone. <laughs> Jam's mom is not listening. It's okay. Um, <laughs> so I'd love if you want to share any of your tips to help other people communicate meaningfully. You know, we've talked about how to say what's in your gut, say what's in your mind, yeah. on your heart, you know, with authenticity. Yeah. But how do we do that in a way that opens up doors for other people to be open to communicating with us in that way? It's a it hard road. It's very hard. And I think it starts with letting go of perfectionism. So, you know, a lot of times when people come into the program and they talk about what their roadblocks are and they're like, well, I don't have a big vocabulary. I don't um, enunciate words really Mm. well. And I'm like, yeah, neither do I. And I'm still getting paid. (laughs) (laughs) My vocab is, is, is pretty basic. (laughs) I'm a, I'm a more visual person. So when I speak, I, I speak in a way that I'm painting a picture because I'm visualizing what I'm saying. I don't need really big words. And even me, like the way I'm describing myself sounds very basic, but I don't need an expansive vocabulary to articulate myself. And so when you let go of being a perfect speaker and you focus on being a real, a relatable, an authentic speaker, then you are giving yourself permission to speak as you are. Whatever state you're in, however your thoughts may be, even if it's jumbled, it's going to make sense. Like, I mean, we eat scrambled eggs, don't we? Like, right? Like, it's scrambled, <laughs> but it's still delicious. So even if what you have to say like, doesn't quite flow, the reality is there's going to be future opportunities for you to say that same thing. So stories that I share or examples that I share, maybe in the beginning when I was sharing it, it wasn't as clear as it is now. But the only reason why I've gotten to this point is because I've kept going. I've not stopped because, oh, I came across another speaker who sounds more polished than me, or I came across another keynote speaker who's a way better storyteller than me. No, it's my story. And I'm telling my story how it should be told. And I'm okay with that. And I think once we could accept 
how we are and, 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 and obviously have goals to, to be better and to sound better and to, and to and feel more confident. We'll get there. Yeah. But we yeah. can't just start and then expect to be like this world-class speaker. Right. So it's just, it's just being comfortable with where you're at and building all that. And I think that's something that people just need to take more to heart. Just yeah. be cool with how you are. Listen back to yourself. And that's another thing. That's mm-hmm. another tip. Mm-hmm. There's so many people who want to be heard. No one's hearing me. I got a story to share. Share. I got a pitch. I got something that's really going to blow people away. All right, record it. All right, cool, Jam. I've recorded it. Okay, listen back to it. Oh, I don't like to listen back to myself. So let me get this straight. <laughs> you want other people to listen to you, but you won't listen to yourself. Have sway. That is <laughs> such a key point. We're all, yeah. I wish the audience could see my face. How say? Yeah. <laughs> we'll take a screenshot. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. You don't want to listen to yourself, but you expect people to listen to you. How do you get better? Yeah. And how do you improve? How do you feel more confident if you don't listen back to your voice and go, wow, that's how I sound? <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? Like the first season of my show, I could barely watch it. It's cringeworthy to me it's yeah to, to your ears you're gonna go wow jam you are so polished wow to me i'm like oh gosh i sound so stiff yeah. but i had to listen back to myself yeah for four seasons before i got to the point that's me i love the sound of my voice so if you're someone who's listening and you don't like the sound of your voice well then good luck <laughs> you gotta get you might as well get used to it right you it, it's yeah it. you do i love that point thank you for sharing that it's yeah. you know what no matter where you are on your journey, I think it's just that looking back piece. I'm glad you shared that because we, we look back at what we've done over the years and there's times where I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, how, how did no one stop me from doing X, Y, Z, or like, I'm a chronic crier. Doesn't matter what is happening. I just haven't cried yet. This is good, but right. I'm a crier too. It's okay. Hey, okay. Crying club. Um, but it is, it's something that you just kind of end up owning. And I, I've, I've always felt the women we are most connected with are those that are authentically themselves. And yeah. And you know, showing you're... up as you are in whatever yeah. form, like I did a, a workshop in January. And so I could say now on this podcast, cause I announced it yesterday that January, I was going through a really challenging time. I was, I, I was a victim of a hate crime. And so oh. that consumed all of my energy in January. And I had a a workshop planned with Shopify at the end of the month. And we had already rescheduled it um, in the beginning of the year because I had a schedule conflict. Mm -hmm. So now it was scheduled for the end of of January. And because I was so hyper-focused on the situation and police were involved and all these things, I completely didn't take into account that this workshop was happening on the Wednesday. And then by the time I clicked in, I was like, it's too late to cancel. Cause I, I, I had been off social media for two weeks. I was not in my stories. I wasn't going live. These are all things that people, you know, they stay, they, they, they're used to seeing me show up. And then here I was not showing up. And then this workshop came about and I started the workshop and I said, I'm going to be honest with all of you. I haven't been on social media for two weeks. You are the biggest group I have spoken to in two weeks. I haven't talked about anything, Slay the Mic. I'm feeling very disconnected from my work. I was a victim of a hate crime and I'm not quite myself, but I trust 
that I have enough energy to get through this workshop with you. And I said that I didn't have to tell them that, but in sharing that with them, I gave myself permission not to be perfect. Right. Mm -hmm. I could have come on and said, everything is awesome. No, everything, like everything is really crappy right now. Everything, my whole world has just been shattered, but you know what? Let's, let's make magic. Let's see what happens here. And it ended up being a good, it ended up being a good workshop, but I was so proud of myself for saying I'm not my best. And I have done that. That is one thing that if I'm not feeling good, if my blood pressure is low, that's the first thing I say, Hey everyone, by the way, I'm a little funky today. My blood pressure is like 87 over 54. Let's see what happens. (laughs) And I give myself permission just to be who I am so that people go, wow, I admire that, that you don't feel your best, but you trust yourself that you can still get the job done. I love that. I found a quote yesterday. It said, be messy and be complicated and be afraid and show up anyway. Yes. Glennon Doyle. Back to my forever yeah. teacher. Forget, yeah. listen, Glennon Doyle, you're cool and all, but let's bring it back to the magic school bus. Miss <laughs> Frizzle. Miss Frizzle told us to take chances, make mistakes and get messy. Okay. Miss Frizzle said I it first. I love it. That's who said it first. And that's who I've been listening to since the dawn of time. Take chances, make mistakes and get messy. Right. Yeah. But Glennon, you're cool too. Oh my gosh. Okay. We're getting to our rapid fire timeline soon, but I know Grace has one question for you and we're going to, we're going to get close to it. Okay. So what is next for you and how can people get in contact with you? What is next for me? I mean, everything, right? Like nothing, <laughs> yeah. nothing's off the table. I was at an event yesterday for International Women's Day and a man who's known me since I was 18, he told me that his, his wife asked him, oh, how's Jam? And he's like, oh, I'm sure she's good, but I wonder when I see her tonight, if she's going to be pregnant. And he's like, so what? are you starting? I know it was really whack. Um, he's like, are you starting a family anytime soon? I go, sir, I'm building an empire right now. Talk to me in about three more years. You know what I mean? <laughs> so nothing is off the table. Nothing. I mean, like I like everything is an option because I'm prepared to do whatever I need to do to grow. So, yeah. Well, well, and are we going to see you on the social again? Those have been some. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Amazing. Needs me on there. They need to do jam energy. And according to somebody who didn't like me on the social last week, they said they're never going to watch when I'm on (sighs) and I'm better suited for the view because I'm aggressive. Well, the view could take me too. Hey, (laughs) come on. There's always, there's always a few trolls for all the good people. It's all good. (laughs) Ah, Bless their heart. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, we'll be watching for sure. And then can we direct people if they want to be part of your program? Yeah. So you could find me on, on Twitter and Instagram, um, at I am jam gamble. Even my website is I am jam gamble jam is in everything because I am that sweet. Just do me a favor. Don't send me random LinkedIn requests. Just don't do that. I don't know. I'm really picky about LinkedIn. It happens a lot. Someone's like, I heard you speak. I want to be your friend. And I'm like stranger danger. Like, you know, (laughs) don't don't add me on LinkedIn because it's a good chance I won't accept you just yet, but follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Now, any any collaborations coming up soon that we're looking out for? We love the Smash and Test one, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yes. So just mm-hmm. wrapped up the second collaboration with Smash and Test. There's another collaboration with a different brand coming out in the fall. Um, I have my. I, I'm. I'm. I'm going after everything. I believe the world needs more jam. Okay. Yeah. Agreed. The world Agreed. needs more jam. So I'm going after everything. Good. I think. Mine. 
that is my awesome. favorite. I've seen, I don't know where the image is, but the, the image of you with the shirt on that says toast is great, but it's always better with jam. That's of just- course it is. <laughs> so for people who want to go take Toastmasters, I mean, you could go ahead, knock yourself out if you just like dry toast. But if you like a little flavor in your life, jam is better with toast, which leads me to cohort six. If people are interested in joining the state of my program, cohort six is scheduled to start in the fall because I am only going to be having fun in the summertime. I'm not working in the summer. So catch me in the fall. Cannot wait to see the next group and watch the family continue to grow. Love it. All right. Thank you for sharing. Rapid time. Rapid, rapid. Okay. So this is our, like, we're going to shake the cobwebs loose for wrapping things up. We just want to have you share the first thing that comes to your mind. These are just fun questions. I know, no pressure. Um, And you can. They're they're really silly, some of them. So don't get too excited. I'm still ready. All right. (laughs) All right. I'll throw the first one out there. So go for it. Where is your favorite place in the world to be? Oh, geez. Oh, favorite place in the world on a beach with sun, mojitos and ceviche. Oh, nice. Favorite emoji. Oh, um, oh gosh. The, 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 the teary eye one that it, it doesn't look like it's crying. But like, it's like, oh my gosh, like, are you serious? One, yeah, that's. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Uh, what TV show brings you all the feels? This is us. Oh, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> I can't watch it. I just stopped heart. watching it. I will not take any negativity about this is us. This, I have never been so committed to a show in my life. <laughs> I have sobbed. I have, I, like, I, gosh, that show takes me down to my knees. And like yeah. one day I was crying to my husband. I'm like, I know why it's called This Is Us. And he's like, why am I? Because this is us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big three, oh, right? It doesn't yeah. matter what episode. I know. I know. I had to stop for a little while. It was actually pretty intense, but I'm yeah. with you. <laughs> I know. I need to go back to it. I was, I was crying every single one. It was quite emotional quite draining but yeah no it's a great show uh what's your theme song oh my gosh oh gosh I'm a disco baby so um I like funky town um funky town gets me going all the time and then you know I might get into a little bit of Rick James but I'm a disco like 70s 80s baby I could see that oh wash right there with you I have too many I have too many but they get me going yeah Mm. (laughs) I love it. All right. Uh, what is your word of the year? Oh, capable. Oh, good one. I like it. That's a good That's one. That's my word. It is. That's capable. a great I'm one. I'm capable of a lot of things. And, and not only in terms of like doing things, but like I mentioned yesterday in a, on a post on Instagram, like I don't always feel strong to get up and face the day, but I feel capable and that's enough, you know, yeah. just to like have a little pep in my step. So that's my word. Love it. I like that. That's mm-hmm. good. Cause it's been such a tough time for everyone the last two years. So just, yeah, yeah that's, that's yeah. great. To quote Mariah Carey, I'm going to do the best I can with what I got. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Last question. What do you wish more women would do for themselves? Talk. Yeah. Talk. That's 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 it. Like just talk. Say what you need to say. Let it out. Don't yeah. replay it over and over again in your head. Don't have all these conversations with yourself. You got something to say? Say it. Stop thinking about what's the worst that can happen. 
and realize mm-hmm. that a lot of good things can happen when you start to say what you need to say. Well, that was okay. the perfect way to loop it all together. It's like you've done this before. <laughs> I, 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 I admit it before you press record and I'll let all the viewers know, like I have not done podcasts in about two and a half years. Two wow. years, I say two years. I have said no to every single podcast because I just haven't felt like it. <laughs> uh, well, well, we're super grateful that we finally <laughs> made it. You said yes to us. So um, yes, yes. thank you. Thank it you. It means a lot. Very, very much. This has been awesome. Well, I'm and so we're bad. so ready to watch and see everything you're up to. And we can't wait until we get to collaborate down the road and yeah. hopefully in person get to see each other one day soon yeah i mean i did an in-person event yesterday i wore shoes and pants hey (laughs) only going up from here people were yelling at me for not having a business card i'm like i got shoes and pants on just be happy (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) who uses business cards now (laughs) apparently i gotta pack some again because people are demanding them i don't know but hopefully there are opportunities for us to connect in the in the future and i'm excited to hear what people thought of of this podcast my first in like two years oh we're gonna get some good feedback we'll make sure it all comes your way and honestly we can't thank you enough jam thank you so much for spending some time with us and yeah here's to an amazing month yes cheers to you both thank you so much it was great hanging with you thank you